Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die, where my goal is to give you evidence that although our bodies will disappear, we survive physical death. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. Time's going by real fast. We're recording this episode on February 8th, 2019, but I want to let you know, if you haven't heard already, uh, March 29th through 31st, I'm going to be in Orlando, actually doing my own event called We Don't Die Orlando. So I have got some great afterlife speakers from around the world, There'll be mediumship demonstrations, there'll be help through grief, there'll be talk about healing and living a powerful life. And I have a really good lineup of great people. So check out we don't die Orlando.com if you're interested in that. Now on to the show. I'm excited to introduce you to Deborah Martin, who has experienced so much in one lifetime. Deborah is a certified research lab medium, a renowned intuitive healer, and an author of five books, including Believe Beyond Seeing. Just because we can't see them doesn't mean they don't exist. And Soul to Soul, True Stories of Evidential Communication from Loved Ones in Heaven. She has had three near-death experiences. Coming back the third time, she was given the gift of healing and has developed a technique that no one else in the world is doing. Deborah has done thousands of healings and readings worldwide. She's been a guest on many of the biggest radio shows like Coast to Coast AM, Hay House Radio with John Holland. She's even been featured on television networks, including two A&E documentaries. She's also someone who's passionate about giving and speaks at conferences. Deborah has witnessed many miracles and is passionate about sharing the following messages, that life exists beyond here, that miracles do exist, that through our greatest hardships, come our greatest lessons, and to never, ever lose hope. There's a lot I haven't mentioned about her, but you'll find out more in her words on this episode. You can also visit her website, goldenmiracles.com. Deborah Martin, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Oh, thank you, Sandra, for having me on your show. I'm excited to talk to you. I, as I'm reading the introduction, I'm feeling like I'm opening a Christmas present, and it feels quite nice. Cause, <laughs> I get the chills when yes, you said that. That's beautiful. Yes, and I love oh. to share my so, toys. Hi. So, hi, thank you. Um, you know, I'd like to begin by saying we all are one, and many of us, all of us, are going to go through shifts in our life. Some are happy and some will be traumatic. We can't have, we can't help those. But through those shifts are our greatest gifts and our greatest lessons. So if we can look at those and find the blessings in them, they will help mold you into the person that you are today. And that's, that's what's happened to me. Some of my worst, you know, you would call them nightmares, but they ended up giving me the greatest gifts. And so when you said, yes, I don't ever want anybody to lose hope. Because you don't know what tomorrow brings. And so when you are struggling in your deepest despair of whatever it is, a loss of a loved one or you have an illness, just don't lose that hope because something can transpire within that day or even the next day. And so what happened to me is my first shift happened in 1997. I was in a horrific car accident and I was hit um, 
on a freeway going 60 miles an hour and a, and a big truck came and sideswiped us and we spun and took out 40 feet of guardrail. Wow. When that happened, right before impact, I intuitively knew something was going to happen. And that's where it was like, how did I know that? It was like, I knew, and I immediately say, God, not now save us. And then I heard the bang. And then it seems like everything went slow motion, but yet it was going fast. And I, we came to a stop facing oncoming traffic. And we're like, I, I, I was in panic, like, oh my gosh, we can't get out. Are we going to be hit again? And we were stuck. We were stuck in that car. And um, I looked around, there was no one to be seen. No cars were stopping. And all of a sudden this man appeared and he appeared and he was able to get us out of the car. Now in my new upcoming book, I show pictures of the cars. I describe in more detail and you would look at the car and say, there's no way you would be able to get people out. You'd need the jaws of life. Who were you traveling with? So, Can I ask family, friends? I had two girlfriends with me. Okay. We had been out um, watching a basketball game, I believe, or it might have even been football, but it was the same night that Princess Diana had her car accident. Mm, wow. So even having a premonition before, like, don't get in the car, you're going to have something happen. But I thought, oh, that's just, you know, your humanist thinking that just happened to her, and I just watched it on TV. Right. So things were happening fast, and he came, he took us out of the car, and he kissed us each on the forehead. Um, and he went to the left and when he went to the left, all the fire trucks, ambulances were coming from the right. So I looked to the right and when I looked to the left, he was gone. So what happened with that shift is it opened my spirituality as who was that person? Where did they come from? And my my spiritual journey began and I started attending seminars and, you know, it was divine intervention. I prayed, someone came, took me out of the car and I walked away with very minimal injuries, which is a blessing in itself. Then again, in 2000, um, I was in another car accident. This time my car was, totally stopped waiting to turn left. So I was in a turn bay and there was a man in a diabetic seizure that was traveling about 60 miles an hour and the police were in pursuit to get him off the road. Well, I am the person that got him off the road. He struck me. And when he struck me, my car spun into oncoming traffic. Oh my gosh. But at that moment, I knew nothing was going to happen. I was just sitting there like, you know, it just, it, it happened. But what was interesting with this one is I was now somewhere else watching what was happening to me below. Like, like I was there before impact, watching the car spin, watching everything happen. And, and then there was this beautiful being behind me with this really soft but stern voice that said, are you ready? are you ready? And I'm like, I knew that meant to, to die. Right. And I said, no, no, no. I have three kids. I was a single mom. They need me. I need to go back. And I was kind of like panicked, but then I was watching and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to survive this. There's, there's a, there's a 
truck carrying tractor equipment that's going to go over me and crush me. Oh, my gosh. And so in a split second, after I saw that, I was in my four-door Honda, which was now a two-door Honda. All the glass had been broken and everything that was in the car was out on the street. I, my seatbelt had broke, my seat had broke, and I was in this little part in the back seat. And I crawled to the front with a mouthful of glass and I had two people at my window. One was a police officer that said, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, we tried to get him off the road. And the second one was this man and, and he was really shaken and, and I was just really trying just to come to from where I was and what was all happening. And I heard the police officer said to the guy, are you okay? And he goes, I'm really shaken. I don't know what just happened, but I'm the man that's driving that truck that's pulling those tractors right here. And somebody took my steering wheel and put me into oncoming traffic. I don't know how that happened, but I should have crushed her. At that moment, I remembered and went, Oh my gosh, I was somewhere. I was somewhere. I heard a voice. I was in another dimension. We don't die. I was, I, I was ecstatic. Like I was somewhere. And that's when I, 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 I want to go back and just say, I didn't have very many mental, you know, injuries mm-hmm. from this accident, which was a blessing itself but this is what happened to me from this this opened my door to my mediumship because I knew I heard I knew I was somewhere else I knew something transpired and I've always had the gift since I was a little girl but I had closed it and so I feel spirit really was saying it's time and so I went it was in 2004 so the accident was in 2000 so four years later um, I went and got tested by um, Dr. Gary Schwartz and Dr. Julie Beisel through the Veritas research program. Mm-hmm. And that's when I earned my lab um, certification um, of mediumship. So pretty, that opened the door. Of pretty extraordinary for anyone who doesn't know who they are. Um, being yeah, tested it's by a them, big step. It's a, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, it, it's a, it, was, it was not easy. It's a nine-step program. They can, they can even look it up on the windbridge.org um, website. They tell the process of what we had to go through. So since then, you know, I worked with FBI in, um, for cases. Um, I've also solved a murder where in the murder, nobody, there wasn't an investigation. There wasn't police happening. No one knew that this person had passed, but I had to tell this woman that she, that her aunt had passed and that she was murdered. And what happened is she went back to Peru. She took the evidence of who, why, and how, um, with the names and the descriptions, and she was able to um, find him, and he is serving 20 years in prison for that. So that that all of that just was like my mediumship was heightened. Yes. So my third shift, my third shift. So in my second shift, it was out of body. In my third shift, I have an out of body experience as well, and this one. I was really, really sick in 2011. I started to get really ill and I was being seen by the Mayo Clinic 
I was losing all dignity and hope. I was down to probably under a hundred pounds, maybe 90 pounds, but I couldn't eat or drink without severe pain. And I, I lost all ability to have bowel movements. So it was like, you couldn't leave your home. You, I was always in pain and I was, I was ready to die. I really was. How I wasn't awful. frightened. I was just ready to go. Yeah. So it, it, it gave me the compassion for people that are ready to go and people, you know, how, how could they be ready? Because you get to that state where you just know that there's a better place and that this, this body isn't working anymore. So I was, I was asking God, you know, please take me. And the, on one twenty one twelve. I, so January 21st, 2012, I laid on an angel blanket and was asking God, you know, I'm ready. And what happened was I started seeing spiritual surgeons come into my, my room and they started working on me and I'm like, what is going on with me? And so I let them, but it was painful. I had to witness them going into my stomach, squeezing out this green pus and I was in a lot of pain, but I knew that this was something that maybe I needed to go through. Well, as that was happening, all of a sudden, I felt like I was taking my last breath. And I started transcending, and I started floating upward. I saw bright white light. That's all I saw around me. I didn't feel scared. I felt safe. And I felt a, a lot of love. And I was in no more pain. I looked in front of me and I saw these great big arms reaching for me. And what's interesting with this is now I felt my spirit was watching what was going to happen to my body. Because now I saw what I call God holding my body as I was a child, as if I'm a child being you know, carried to bed. And I'm like, ooh, ooh I must be really sick. So I'm seeing everything playing out. And he took my body and he put it on a beam of light. And as the, the body was there, my spirit stood next to what I call my God. Now there was a glass coffin next to the beam of light. And I can remember how beautiful that was. I even wanted to sit in it, but I knew <laughs> I'd probably better not. <laughs> yeah. So God took me to this place. And he said, it looks kind of like a cave. And he said, We're, this conversation will be between you and I, no one else in the universe will be able to hear this. And he showed me that we all have a lifeline co contract, that um, we're born with it. So I didn't read the whole thing. I, I got to this part where it said there were, there were like five words, healthy joy, empowerment, prosperity, and voice. Hmm. Those sounded pretty good to me. But I, I did question and said, you know, I don't want to go back unless I am healthy. And I am afraid to go back because it's so beautiful here and I feel safe and I feel loved and I feel no pain. And I was told to go back that I would have a new mission and new duty. But that duty really wasn't told to me what it was. I thought voice meant be the voice for mediumship. I'm like, right. okay. And I knew health was healthy. So I knew I was going to go back healthy. So I was like, okay. Um, and he said, 
you're going to sign this contract, but remember the state, 121.12. All numbers are reversible, and so is this. Hmm. Okay. Well, when I came back, I felt like I was taking my first breath again. I could feel my spirit entering my body. And I had this light within me that was a little bit of hope. My hope had come back again. Now, this took me six months of self-healing. Mayo Clinic never found out what was wrong with me. I questioned why did they never find out. And I, I continuously hear because if I would have found out what the actual reason was why I was sick, I would have been attached to it. I would have said I always had this. Now that I never know, I'm not attached to it. Mm, makes sense. So it made perfect sense, right. Now, that day when I took my first breath, my mediumship was heightened. But I also had the gift of being an incredible healer. And what happened was the voice, remember I said voice I thought was going to be my mediumship? Yep, yep. The voice is now messages that come through me that others who have healing sessions with me need to hear in order for them to be healed. I will know nothing about them at all. I don't want to know anything, but everything comes through. There's only one person that knows everything about you. I mean, things will come through that happened when they were a child that they may have even forgotten. And I wouldn't know any of that. So it's, it's, it's actually just incredible what comes through. But in order to do this work, I have to trust in every single word that comes through. I can't waver. And that's where the empowerment word came through. God has taught me to stand strong in this work and to always trust everything that comes through, to remove my humanness and allow him to orchestrate it all. Now, when I say God, you know, some people are turned off by that. I want you to know that God comes in many forms for us to see. You might call him divine. You might have another name for it. I believe it's all one. So in my healing sessions, what happens is I heal emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And I'll tap into a frequency. And we each vibrate on our own frequency. Not one of us have the same so once I find yours and I add mine, I go directly to God's, and that's when it all starts. Now, you're remote. This is remote, so you're in, an, in another place. could be all the way around the world. I've done, you know, so many. And the, the energy travels instantly. And what's so fascinating about that is what I am feeling in my healing room, across the world, the same person's feeling the same thing. There, I had this one woman, she said, um, as, I was, as I was working on her here in my room, I felt like I was going to throw up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to throw up, I'm going to throw up. I feel like I have bile, it's going to come up. Well, when she listened to the recording, because she rested and received and went through her process on her end, but she could not believe what she heard, because as she sat in her chair while she was, while the session was taking place, she sat straight up and vomited into a bag and ran to the bathroom, purging for an hour bile. 
Now, how does that happen, right? I mean, you're just like... We're all connected. There's no distance. Right? We're all connected. Beautiful. Yes, we're all connected. So, um, I will... Now, my mediumship comes in handy when I do my healings because I'm able to see and feel and hear. So, I'll see spiritual surgeons come into the room to work on them. I'll see loved ones come into the room. So, someone might come to me for grief where we can bring them through. So when you have a reading, you can have a healing and have a connection. Um, I've taken people on spiritual journeys. A spiritual journey is a vision that I will receive and a loved one might come through. There was once this one um, healing session where this woman, I traveled to a space with her for a spiritual journey. And all of a sudden I saw this little boy, like, ah, there's a little boy just came and he grabbed onto your leg. He's five years old. I don't know. um, You know, if you have a five-year-old, if maybe you miscarried a child, but this child's here for you and hanging on to you. And he's saying something about your necklace. Well, after she listened, she told me that she had lost her, her son at age five. And the necklace she was wearing was his thumbprint. Oh. Yeah. So the peace that she got knowing that he was right there for her. So the the healings go on so many levels. Like, So if somebody wanted to have a, a session to say, you know, I want to connect with my child or my husband or, you know, then they give me the relationship. And I put that in my prayer saying, you know, God, can you bring this person um, forward and we let it all transpire but they do come forward and they have messages for them um, now healings there's one thing healings can be a process okay right like sometimes people can get a healing instantly but sometimes it can take a process and sometimes they come in a form that what we, we didn't expect my intention is everybody receives the miracle they deserve but I don't know what that miracle means right so one one person, she I wanted the miracle for her. She was told that she only had you know a couple months to live, and her miracle was that she was able to heal old wounds that were that were that that she held on for all her life from when she was young, and she was able to heal them and hear how to release them and overcome them. So when she transitioned, she was not holding on to any of that. Wouldn't that be nice so, to be you, free of all yeah. those kind of things? Yeah, I know. Well, healings. and you know what I thought? Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, you know, when we hear healings, often the mind goes to physical healings, and I'm sure you've got stories of those as well. But there's so much emotionally and mentally that we've been trapped with all of our life, and to release some of that, that that's a healing, a miraculous healing as well. It is, and... You know, like I say, healing can be a process, too, where you might have to do some work in order to do it, right? That it might take some time. Um, I've been working with a woman that has liver cancer. And um, she's gone, you know, it seems like we go one step forward and she goes two steps back. And she's like, I have so much faith and hope. And all of a sudden I just lose it again. And she went from 40 pounds. Now she's 95 pounds. Wow. And she has no can- and she has no cancer in her body. Really? 
Yeah, no cancer in her body. But do you know what? It's been a process. She never lost her hope, and she she had to do her part of, you know, I can do this. I God, I am healthy. I am whole. I am healed. You know, there was things that she was supposed to do, eating properly. Like, you know, you can do healings for people, and if they don't take it serious, I mean, we could tell somebody, okay, you need to drink a lot of water today. Rest as if you really had a had a physical surgery, and I don't know what they're going to do. I can't hold their hand. They could go out and have happy hour, right, right? You know, and so it 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 they have to do their part too. But there was one that didn't have to do his part. He was very skeptic. His name is James Venny, and he had non non Hopkins lymphoma of the brain and the spine. Wow! And he came in. Mm-hmm. And he was a doctor too. And so he came in for the love of his family. Like, well, what do I have to lose? And exactly. okay, Try kind of like, everything. I'm so skeptical. Well, all right. This is going to be interesting. Well, um, one week, one week after he was diagnosed, um, he went back to the hospital and had a spinal tap and a brain scan. And one week from his healing, he had nothing left in his body, no cancer. Wow. And so, you know, and he even he even asked me because he was like seventy years old. He even asked, like, well, why would why would God choose me? Like, I'm old. And I said, there's no limit. Why wouldn't he? You know, we are all deserving. And he's still he hikes today. He's happy. He's he's, and it's just miraculous to watch. So I never know what each person is going to receive. But it's just amazing to be able to see the transformations and what does what people do receive. It's really um, nice, Deborah. Because I'm even thinking with me and my mission, I think I'm the last person on earth that would ever be talking about the afterlife. And my subtitle of my book is "A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death." So that makes me the perfect person to share because I can share that flip side. And him being a doctor that was more into mainstream medicine but had nothing to lose. It's those kind of miracles. I think that can not only within himself open up his spirituality, but when other people witness that, it it can really, it speaks volumes. It does. And it it really shows it, it spoke volumes for me. And it was like, okay, look at, look at the miracles that are transpiring. And I get to, you know, I do my part and then I have to trust and send the MP3, the recording all over the world, not knowing anything that, that's wrong with them, going, okay, I just sent this MP3 and I told this man that he has brain cancer, or I just did one with, you know, um, that had a, wearing a kidney bag on your left side. I mean, they get very detailed of what's going on in the body. And I have to take on the pain. Like when I go through the healing, I physically feel their pain. And you would think, well, why would you want to do that? That's, you know, that, that sounds so awful. But it becomes undeniable when I feel it that I can't question what I'm feeling. And it, so that's God and the spiritual surgeons allowing me to see what they're doing. They describe in detail what's being done. And when I always see the emails back and say, how would you have known I had a kidney bag on my left? Or how did you know that I had brain cancer? Or how did you know at age seven that I was abused? 
and that my dog, my father did kill my puppy in front of me. Oh, how did you know that? I forgot about that. And I was, I, and I thought I healed from it, but how could she have healed from that when she was seven? She didn't even know how. So Deborah, can I I just ask, because you mentioned the MP3. So if, so, so if I had a healing with you, would it would it, it sounds like we don't talk that I'm maybe lying there and you're doing what what happens and then you send an MP3. Do you know what I'm getting at? Okay. Yes. Okay. So what happens is you're in your sacred space, whether you want to be outside, whether you want to be in your bedroom, whether you want to be on the couch, sitting, laying down, and you can be anywhere in the world. And now I'm in my healing room. And so I tell you, 11 o'clock on this date, we are going to have your healing. I want you to sit, relax, and receive. There's nothing that you need to do on your end. You may feel energy and you may feel emotion because I will cry if I feel God come into the room. They, they may feel, why am I crying? But they'll understand later. So they don't, they don't hear me. They're just receiving. And what I find fascinating with that is like that lady she was throwing up and I was saying I was going to throw up so when they listen to the recording so I record the entire session and then I send it to them so an mp3 means it's just it's condensed so I can email it right and they just click the button and they listen to it and that's when it's really miraculous because they're like what how would she have known these things in my body and it's actually better than being in person because this one lady that I did, she's like, I can't believe you told me that my body is higher on the left side than the right. And I, and I'm like, yes. And she's, she's like, well, if I would have came into you in person, you would have noticed that because I have, um, no, what I said, left side is higher. I have no right, right breast. So the other side is higher. Hmm. And if she would have been in person, she would have laid on the table. I would have seen that. But I, I don't see anything. All I ask is for them to send me their picture, and I place it on my my abdomen, and I become their proxy. So proxy means I become what they're oh, That makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's why you're feeling the pain and feeling it all and seeing right. the, the surgeons come in. Right. And, and then and I never know what's going to take place. I just, I, I stand in prayer. I hold their picture, say their name and say, I remove my humanist aside. I allow God to orchestrate this healing and I remove all of my responsibilities because I don't want to have that fear of, you know, I really want this healing for this person because I do every person I do, of course. but that humanist can get in the way. Because then all of a sudden you're thinking, this is what I want. And sometimes people will email me, you know, I have been struggling with bowel movements, you know, my bowels and my colon for years. Well, now I know that, right? So I place that in in right. the prayer, but I don't want to necessarily just concentrate on there because it be, could be caused from something else in the body. So um, it's it's it's... Like I say, every healing has a message and it takes me down to my knees. Like, I'm like, okay, now I have to go back to my real world, my real life after this, because it's just so profound. And it, 
and I, I cry. I cry at every session with gratitude of what takes place and the visions and, and the words that come through. They're so powerful, but yet they're so simple. I'm like, I should transcribe every one of these and, and quote these things, but you know, that it's sacred. It's theirs. So I don't, but I will, um, I have a new book that will be coming out in the next couple of months and they will, um, be showing proof of miracles. It will be showing in this book what's really transpired. Now, sometimes people, um, there's two different ways of having a healing. You can have a private healing where it's, you know, it's just for you. But some people um, will also do a distant group healing. I do distant group healings for people that, you know, really can't afford a healing. And so for $99, they can be part of a group. And what's so awesome about that is the groups are formed where I'll find out that there were three people that lost a son. There were two people that had brain cancer, you know, and there, then that focus becomes for both of them. So the words that come through are for the group, but I have them listen to them as if it's for themselves. So one person said, um, that during her group session, she, I had seen that there was a rod going through the right thigh and it was very, very painful. And she emailed and said, well, I just had a hip replacement and a very large rod is in my front thigh. Well, she said instantly after the session, she was cleared to go back to the gym and she was amazed. She was pain-free and she's doing spinning classes and weight training immediately after. Huh, that's a healing for sure. Yeah. So that's, that'll be in the book. In fact, it'll show pictures of the rod and everything that was said. But So the groups are just as powerful. I mean, you know, in prayer, the more, more people that participate, the power of prayer, it's like we're all holding hands together. We're all our intentions are for a miracle. So, right. you know, I, I do tell people, you know, go ahead and, Sign for a distant group if, if if this is something that you want to try first, even or um, that this this would be be for you. I've even done families, like a whole group as a family. That's beautiful too. What what comes through um, because each person in the family, you're healing as a whole. Can you imagine how your family is going to be afterwards? It's just beautiful. You know what I'm thinking? Does everybody have to know that you're doing this healing, or can you send the healing out to those that That's may really not be aligned? That's a good question. No, that is. That's a good question. I have been healing them people that um, they didn't know because they're like, there's no way they'll accept this. It's kind of, it's like a, a, a prayer. You're doing a prayer for someone. You're doing your intentions out of pure love for them to have something beautiful. So yes, we can do that. You, I would just send it to the person that was giving, you know, asking and requesting for that because you never know in time that person could heal and they could say, you know what? I did this for you a month ago, a year ago, however, all, and they would have that for them. Wow. Do you still so do medium it, readings as well as healing? I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I still do my mediumship readings too. Um, I am, I feel that healings come in many forms and my readings are just a different form of a healing. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it just depends on what 
each person needs, right? Um, but that it's it's limitless. You know, healing is limitless. What it it doesn't matter how big or how small something is. Um, so don't think, oh, this is too too big. I mean, look at James Fenny. He had Hodgkin's lymphoma, right? Brain right. and spine. And so there's never something um, that's too big or too small. And not one of my sessions are ever this ever the same. So what comes through for you, I've never heard before. That's what's amazing too. Um, How long is but, a session? But, I'm just wondering. Are you you're sitting there obviously with a microphone? speaking yeah well i'm laying down okay i'm laying down on a table i usually dress in all white and then um i light candles around the room and i i say a beginning prayer uh, you know that i'm on speaker that is going to record and then i ask them to envision a white light coming down and going right into the solar plexus which is your your belly button and that white light grounds and holds them into the room and so um, I just become the property with the picture there and it lasts about an hour. So from beginning to end, two hours, I would say, but the whole recording's an hour. So, cause I have the prep before I have the prep after and, um, and then the picture on top of me. Now I've had, I've seen things like when I do a conference, I've had people come up to me and say, you know, I have the, I've um, been hurting in my wrist or my knee and I'm so they're like, can you touch me? And I'm like, mm, okay, you know, I'm not anything special. I'm just like you. But then they've come back and told me that just by me touching them, their pain went away. Oh, yeah, the middle man. So I, I, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think too, it's their intention. They feel that it'll go away, you know, power of the mind. Yes. And then powerful. plus the energy of somebody coming through. But I, I believe that it's like, don't lose hope and you know you are deserving so many people think they're not deserving you know like i i why would i be deserving to have this like james said why would why me why not you exactly why not you so um in my sessions so they are remote and um do you have any other questions about them? Well, I'm just amazed at it. We haven't, I, I have interviewed a few people talking about healing, but it's been it just, it was long ago. So I'm just sitting here just amazed because it's not just the actual healing that takes place. I remember talking to someone, I don't remember who it was, but they had these wonderful stories of healing. But of course, you know, our number is going to be up at some point. I mean, I know that when my dad passed, I tried everything possible to get him to survive. But I love your word shift because because of that shift, uh, I became the person who I am today. So everything had to go the way it did. But what I'm thinking is that even though um, somebody even hearing a story right now of healing or one of your stories I think it like awakens something within us that kind of has us think, you know what? I am a divine soul. This is possible. It opens up hope. Is that the right way of saying it? Of what's right, possible. Right, right. It gives people spirituality. It gives people faith. Whatever, whoever you want to label as God or the universe or infinite love right. or whatever, you're, you're now more aware, well, I'm speaking of myself, that there is this spark within all 
So it's just kind of awakened there, something, I think, hearing the stories. And we're all um, connected to it, and we're all deserving of it. And people will say, well, can I heal myself? Yeah, that's a good question and, that I was going to ask you. There yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah, can you heal myself? Sometimes we can. Sometimes we can go to those places um, where, you know, I, I believe if I pray every day, it can help happen. Sometimes we just need that other person to help with the, with the, you know, the last piece. And it could be something that you were holding on to from when you were a child. It could be something that you struggled with. It could be, um, you know, like I said, abuse, um, not worthiness. You, it, there could be so many things that you, you might not have remembered. This, this is a great story that just popped into my head. Okay. Okay. So this, this girl comes for a healing, right? And she's like, I, she, I seen that she had a heal, uh, a hernia. And doctors were having a problem, you know, I don't know if we can heal this. It's a weird hernia. And she's like, okay. And so she's going through a lot of stress. Well, okay, this is, tell me that this isn't the weirdest thing that you would have to say. Now I'm seeing this. And I'm like, I have to voice what I'm seeing, but this is kind of crazy. And I'm seeing her in her mother's womb. And I'm seeing that she has a twin sister. And I'm, now the same her twin sister standing in the healing room. And I have to tell her, you know what? This happened when you were in the womb. And you and your sister had made a oath to come here together to be twins. And she bailed on you. And you felt abandonment. And this is why you have your hernia. Now, do you know she always felt like she wanted to be a twin? But she went to her mom and she said, mom, do you think there was ever any evidence of, you know, me having a twin? And her mom started crying and said, I just didn't think it was worth telling you what was it you were going to gain from it. But yes, you were a twin. Wow. There were two sacks. There, there were two sacks, but the other one wasn't done. So she didn't even know it. That's what I'm saying. So sometimes we don't even know what it is that could be, that that was that cord, that hernia right there that was attached to her sister. Interesting. Yeah, and as me as a hearer going, okay, <laughs> this one's different. Have that happened but to I you have... also with medium readings that you're coming out with something that just sounds like absolutely incredible, but you've got to say it because the spirit person's telling you. Oh, and the oh person's, yes, yeah. um, can you, I did. Can you tell us the story? Yes, I did. Uh-huh. There's um, there's this woman that I was told to, to connect with, and she didn't even know what a medium was, you know, like, who are you, what are you? But her son went missing, and it went on international news. And um, I said, I've never done a missing person that's alive. I've helped people that have passed, but not alive. But I'm being told by spirit that the raven... The bird, the raven, will show you the answer. And she said, what? And I go, I know. I'm just telling you that the bird's going to show you the answer. Now, she flew to Germany, and I was with her. She would send me emails probably every other day, and I was kind of her lifeline. She was able to share with me her gut feelings that she couldn't share with family. 
mean, this is traumatic. You're, you're looking for your son in another country that is foreign to you, that you you are trying to get authorities and whatnot to find um, your son. Well, she's, her husband had told me that she was going around looking at a raven going, are you my raven? Are you my raven? And there weren't that many. But when they would show that she would, she would question. Well, it came time when they had to leave um, to their stay and they couldn't, they, they didn't find their son. So they were going to have to go back to the States. And she decided to go down to this river, her and her husband. And she went down to this river and a raven appeared. And she knew. And the raven looked at her and she looked at the raven and she looked at her husband. She looked back at the raven and she looked at the river. She's like, I have to go down to the river and put my hand in the river. So she had to walk. It's like a half of a football field to get to these one steps. She went, she walked, she got down to the steps. And when she bent down on those steps, that same raven flew down right next to her. And when she put her hand in the water, the raven put the beak in the water. And she knew that her son was in that river. So she thought she would have been crazy. Right. And was grateful that her husband witnessed all of this. And so as she proceeded to get up and walk back up this hill, hundreds, hundreds, she said it was like a movie, hundreds of ravens flew over their head and landed by the river. Hundreds. And so when they flew back, the very next day, they got a call from authorities that, their son was found in that very same river. Wow, Deborah. So, when words come to us, and I will say this to anyone that's listening, don't discard them. Because you might think that, well, where did I get that thought? And that's crazy. Or sometimes yeah. we think, you know, why would we, why would I think something like that? Just hold on to it. Put it in your sacred cup. Because, you know, one week, a couple hours, a month you never know it'll be your aha moment and you'll have it written and dated and like oh my gosh that came from my loved one invite them into your day and ask them to give you a message and if it's something crazy like this trust it that's the biggest word with everything that i do is trust yeah and that could be the hardest thing for people thinking is it me i want to ask you too and this is the perfect time you have a couple of meditation CDs, and I think not only myself, but other people listening would like it. Probably to hear a taste of your voice doing something like this. Can you talk about what your meditation CDs are? Yes. Um, my one is a guided meditation, and what it, what it does is it, it sits with you every day where you, you bring your loved one. So if you want to bring a picture into the room, so that you close your eyes and you envision your loved one. And I take you to a space where you will, you can play this over and over and over. Maybe you do it every Sunday and eventually you are now able to connect in that space with your loved one. So it's a guided meditation to bring that person forward, to have your own connection and then be with them. And then eventually you won't even use the meditation CD. You'll just say, okay, Sunday at one, I'll meet you at the, the bench under the tree. And that's where you'll be. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Um, I'm on your website right now. Yeah. I see that. That's called Reconnection. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I've been Thank stalking you. you. Yes, I have. And then the other one, the Here's Core one. Connection Daily Meditation. And I love what you say here. Yeah. The short eight-minute meditation 
can be done daily. The goal is to create inner peace for your mind, body, and spirit. It's true because sometimes we forget to take that time for ourselves. And and a lot of us don't know what we're supposed to do during that time. So I'll say, well, if you can take five minutes a day or an hour a day, whatever it is. I mean, sometimes people can do it in the car, you know, on your way to work. Just like, okay, before I go to work, I'm going to park my car, close my eyes and say, take a deep breath. You know, I'm fine. But if we can really give ourselves 15 minutes a day and take that time to maybe light a candle and sit in quietness and just breathe. What do I hear? What do I feel? What do I, you know, take the ego, place it aside and allow all of your senses to open and see what you receive. But many of us don't know how to do that. And that's what that CD helps. It helps you learn how to do that. Just, it gives you that short little meditation so that you're able to, take that time and eventually you'll do it on your own but it's it's a little teaching tool it's great and your website is goldenmiracles.com why did you name it golden miracles you know a long time ago that was um right after the first shift and i just felt that it was a miracle i felt like there was something that was beyond me that transpired that opened my spirituality so I called it golden because I just felt like, you know, it was a blessing. Yes. It was golden. And it was a miracle because we survived. And so I was like, oh, that'd be a really neat website. Sometimes people probably would be easier for them if I had a website called Deborah Martin. But um, if people oh, Google okay. me, it, it pops up anyway. But I, I love the name because I believe that all the miracles are golden and blessings. Yeah, it's really nice. So goldenmiracles.com is for our listener now. And we're getting to the top of the hour. Is I'm sure there's something I should have asked you or a story that you might want to share or if you want to just reach into that intuitive side of uh, anything else you want to share before we close the episode. Well, I'd like everybody to know that they're, wor- they're worthy. Okay? So many people feel like they're not good enough. I mean, look at the public eye right now with so many social media, Instagram, all of that. And we all have, we have all competing to be better than the next. And just to be happy with who we are, who we create, who are, who we were created to be, because we each are our own masterpiece. And so if we can just honor who we are, see the beauty and just say, I am worthy. I'm worthy of it all. Don't ever think that you can't have anything that you want. You're worthy of it all. Don't don't limit yourself. And so I'd like to, you know, just every if everybody that's listening, just put your hand on your heart and think of it. Like if you were to hold your heart, how gentle that would be. You wouldn't want to crush it. You wouldn't want to drop it. That's how special we are. And now just to close your eyes and see white light going into your heart, knowing that you are loved and you and receive the love and the healing light and love from God to you here and now. And I just want everybody to know that um, everything is possible and to never lose hope. Because, um, you know, we don't die, right? We don't die. No, we don't. 
or we don't. We don't die, so we get to see. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a true witness of seeing the other side, and um, I go in great detail in my new book. It's coming out in the next couple months. What's so, the name of the new book? I, I, I'll. Well, it's going to be called that. Proof of Merit. Yeah, it's going to be called Proof of Miracles. It's the first time I've ever told and said it out oh. loud. But um, yes, I'm excited. So be tuned for that because it really shows um, the miracles that have transpired through readings and through healings and that um, you too can receive the gifts that these people have shared in their stories. Oh, that's great. And when things don't look the way we want them to go, like when my dad passed, it was a shift for me that led on to where I am right now, discovering so much about the afterlife, creating the show and giving back. So, um, right. And you know what? When somebody's passing too, they'll say, well, I had somebody come that wanted a healing and they were passing. I'm like, well, what can I do for them? And it was peace and passing. Oh, they were shown who was going to come for them. And her last words were, because um, her dad showed up, and her last words to her husband was like, my dad's in the room, and she was gone. Oh. And so, you know, there's, there's so many levels. It's just, I want to teach my children, rather that when I pass, that they don't grieve, but they celebrate. Celebrate who I was when I was here and all that I, I gave. And that I'm still living with them in just a different form. Mm-hmm. Before long, everybody gets reunited. Yeah. It's so easy I to know, buy into this life is it. And I think that's part of being human is to experience this. Or people and, are afraid. Yeah. They're course. afraid to talk about passing. You know, like it's because it's unknown. But the, pro- the, the, the thing is, is I've seen it. I've tasted it. I felt it. I was part of it. And I came back with able to speak about it and it's it's there for everyone and that's where we're going to be so enjoy this life because this is a gift and do everything you can to make your life to live to the fullest to laugh to love and just to enjoy and never give up hope never Miracles never give up hope and, right because you know what um every day is a, a, a new day and when people are struggling i always say Go in the mirror and smile. It's not easy. When you're in your deepest despair, it's hard. But that one smile will make that little light inside of you go, okay, feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You need to have a spark before you can have a flame, right? And you're just igniting a little <laughs> bit of, <laughs> that's just it's what it so is. True. Do you know it earlier? Is. Before I called you, Deborah, I I have like a mountain of responsibilities. And I just had that, like, I just can't, I can't, I can, I can't, you know. And I thought, what's the spark for me? And this, you know, people that are my age will get it. But I put on a little Billy Ocean, Caribbean Queen. I started dancing around. That lit the spark. (laughs) Totally transformed who I was being. And, you know, whatever it is, a smile in the mirror, a piece of music, calling a friend loving yourself, putting your hand on your heart, th- that spark is available to all of us, but it takes something sometimes it takes a little bit of action to get it to, um, to glow. So Deborah, thank you, yourself, my dear. Yeah, surround yourself with people that bring joy. Yes. You know, some people when we don't feel good, we think, Oh, I just want to be by myself. You know, that oh, that's joy awful helps. being by yourself, but it's what we 
we were screaming we need, but the being around right. people is, is the opposite. It's just great. Right. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And for our listeners, thank you. thank you for spending this hour with Deborah Martin and I. And again, you can go to golden miracles.com. All past episodes are available on we don't die radio.com. I've got a very healing audio called how to survive group. Uh, how to, like I said again, how to survive grief. Also, over 4,000 people now are part of the We Don't Die Facebook group. So just a shout out to all the listeners there. And if you are a Facebook user, you can definitely join our group. We talk about all things that we talk about on this episode. And it's a good place to just be yourself and share. And we're there to love you and support you and, and all good things. So in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain, and I've been your host on We Don't Die Radio. I do believe that life is an education for the soul, and that your life here on earth is important. And just thinking about some of the things Deborah said, when times get tough, and you know, these shifts that you have can really set you so much further in your life. And I do think we're here to experience and grow. And it is sometimes hard to get out of our head, but I love that last bit of advice, be around people. In fact, um, coming up in just a couple of weeks, We Don't Die Boston is around the corner. And then in the end of March, we don't die Orlando.com. You can check that out, whether you're grieving or just somebody who wants to be surrounded by love and witness some miraculous things. Come, come, put the mind and the ego Uh, on vacation for a few days. So once again, thank you for listening. And I'll be back on another episode of We Don't Die Radio. See you soon. Bye.